is the VO Life Podcast. All about the ups and downs of being a voice actor in the real world. Casting sites, agents, marketing, using every resource to make sure we keep growing and reaching for more. We may not be superstars, but we're grinding our way up. From the occasional regional to the local 15 and everything in between, we are living the VO Life. Join us weekly for recent happenings and interviews with the people who can help you on your walk through the VO life. Now, here's your host and fellow traveler, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the VO life. This is the podcast where we talk about all things VO, all stages and levels of VO. And I'm really tickled today because I've got a fellow podcast host and we don't a lot of times we don't all get to talk to each other a lot it's we don't kind of crazy we don't do you recognize that voice that's andrew morrison <laughs> this is I, I just know him as a coffee guy yeah no i'm a big coffee guy yeah and that uh that actually le- led to what made me start the kind of podcast that i started the voiceover coffee shop i love it i, I think that's a great name um and, and I almost, after yours had come out and, and I was already, you know, had finally gotten things going, I thought, boy, I wish I could have thought of that, you know, ahead of that. So when it came time to name the podcast for the Chamber of Commerce here, I mm-hmm. thought, how can I incorporate that but not copy it? So we named it the Portland Morning Brew. I'm so glad to have been inspiration for you, man. Yeah, it was. It was an inspiration. That's really where it came from. Fantastic. Um, well, well, first off, tell us where you're located in this great country of ours. Yeah, I'm in the city of Atlanta. Oh, cool. Atlanta, Georgia. Cool. I lived in the Shambly doraville area when I was a kid. Oh, and, there's a lot um, of good pho around that area. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, I'm sure it's totally different than it was back then because we're talking early 70s. Oh, long yeah. Time no, ago. I, I, I didn't move to Georgia until maybe 2008, 2009, yeah. somewhere around around that bracket. Well, my dad got transferred down there and we moved from Nashville down there. And, you know, bless my heart, I've either lived in Georgia, Texas, or Tennessee. I never had a chance to shed my accent. So, but, uh, but <laughs> anyway, we, that, no, but we loved it. Um, I played little league baseball down there and I got to see back in the day, uh, you know, Hank Aaron and, and uh, the the Reds would come into town. It was Johnny Bench and Pete Rose, all these Hall of Fame players. It was kind of neat. And my dad's company had season tickets. And back then, the Braves sucked. Nobody went. So there'd be 3,000 people in that humongous Fulton County Stadium. And the ushers knew us because we went so much. He's like, come on down here and sit by the dugout. <laughs> so Man. it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. I loved it down there. So in, in Atlanta, Georgia, the hotbed of VO were the Super Bowl conference was just recently held. I like to call it the Super Bowl because it's huge. Bio Atlanta, man. It is huge. It's wonderful. I love it. It it was fantastic this year. Last year, I was too scared being new and and, uh, afraid to talk to people. But this year, I enjoyed it. I mean, I really, I won't say came out of my shell, but I felt like, you know, you kind of feel like a little more like you belong after you get your time in. So it was great. It was great. What uh, What was one of your big takeaways this year? 
Well, I was very focused when I went to VO Atlanta this year because um, I've been to a lot of conferences and I mean, a lot of the speakers there, I'm very grateful to call friend and all mm -hmm. others. I've, I've heard them talk a lot of a, a multiple times and I've been to their classes. And so I felt like I'd gotten out of them what I needed in my career. So right. with it being an Atlanta based conference and me being an Atlanta based talent, I have clients all over the country, all over the world, but I don't have a lot of clients that are actually in the state of Georgia. I one mm -hmm. my 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 agent uh Jay Purvis is here in Atlanta and they are wonderful, but outside of that mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of local work. So mm -hmm. my focus was one on my organization, on things that I could take from the conference and immediately implement into my business right when I got mm -hmm, home mm -hmm. and how to be sustainable in the Atlanta market. And a lot of that was networking, but they were name dropping a lot. And I got to meet some cool people. I actually got to meet my agent for the first time, which was. Were they there? Like, yeah. Uh, Jay Purvis was there. They did. Um, they had an Atlanta panel. And so Carissa, um, Carissa, my agent on the voiceover side of Jay Purvis was there. Uh, Jeffrey yeah, Umberger yeah. Um, moderated that panel. Yeah, I'm also with them, but yeah. um, but I, I had no idea they were there. I, yeah. And I know I sent them an email before I went, you know, letting them know I was going to be away for a few days. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but they didn't Chris mention they were there. Well, I'll be darned. I hate I hate that I missed meeting them. Um, yeah, and it was a great conference. I, I kind of felt the same way. I went with uh, the focus in mind on upping my game with some uh, some video game stuff. I wanted to be sure I got into Dave Fenoy's. Uh, one of his workshops yeah. and then uh, a couple of other things. But I think I mainly went just to see people this year. Yeah. You know, it was such a release to, you know, even last year was a little bit, but this year was a lot better. It um, is. And that's what I love about conference that one, all of the friends that like you make online or you've done sessions with, or you've worked on projects with in the past, you've, you've mm -hmm. done, if you've done it all remote, it's the chance to get everybody in the same room. But yes. in addition to that, when you tell people outside of VO people that you're a voiceover artist, they're like, oh, that's cool. Or what do you do? Or yeah. how do you make money like that? Or they, they have like, yeah. you, you get a lot of mixed responses. <laughs> but at the conference, yeah. it's just a room full of people that get it. Mm -hmm. They know the work that you're putting in on a daily mm -hmm. basis to grind out the jobs that right. you're getting. If you book something through this agency, it wasn't luck. I mean, I believe luck is opportunity mixed with preparedness. And yeah. so they knew yeah. that you were prepared for that opportunity and you put the legwork in and it's celebrated right. and it's amazing. Right. It is. And the creative energy in the air, it's just, you can feel the electricity because there's so oh, yeah. many creatives in one place. Right. Um, so let's talk about your path to VO. Uh, yeah. All of us have, have done something else to get here. So let's talk about how you got here. Well, I came from a business and a coffee background. Um, I actually used to be a coffee roaster before um, I, I contracted a roaster and then I would sell to fine dining restaurants before he decided to retire and move out of the country and left me without a roaster. So I saw this advertisement for a website and it said, get a job as a voice actor. And I was like, I'd love to get a job as a voice actor thinking, mm -hmm. thinking it was a job at that time. Because especially growing up with Hanna-Barbera cartoons or hearing the same guy on the radio over and over that probably worked through the radio station. I just had this assumption that the people were like 
W mm-hmm. right. through these right. companies. Like that's yeah, why nine to five. the same people in the same industries and maybe just crossover with studio collaboration. Mm-hmm. But so I'm going through and I'm filling out this portfolio and I'm like demos. I don't know what that is. Experience none. And it was like $500. Now my business had just sunk. So I didn't have $500 to throw at something that I didn't know was going to work or not, mm-hmm. but I was really, really curious. So I just got super fixated on it. And just every night I'd go home and I'd research more and I'd research more. And then once I decided, yeah, no, this is something I want to do. I just mm-hmm. started adding to all the Facebook groups and learning how um, I, I am good at direct marketing, learning how direct marketing is affected in this industry and, and how, because there's, with direct marketing, with different business to business things, there's different languages that are used and yes. different different uh, like vernaculars that are that are in the emails and in the conversations. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to learn all that. And I started one of my first jobs was actually through a small studio that was rebuilding parts for Fallout Four. Because they had already come out with Fallout 76. And so they started putting out more mods and stuff for Fallout 4. So I went and contacted them. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm new to this industry. And I, I don't know where to really go. But this is an opportunity that I saw. And I wanted to know if I could put myself in front of it. And next thing you know, one of the very first things I booked was a small character on the Fourville map in Fallout 4. And so cool. that was really, really cool right out yeah. the gate. But then past that, it was like, because I didn't have any, the right equipment. I didn't have, um, the right tools or the right knowledge. It, most of my stuff was just coming through audiobooks because it was something accessible mm-hmm. and it gave me a lot more opportunity to with long form narration. I was like, okay, I need to work on my breath control. I need to work on my inflection. Am I actually telling the story or am I just talking like mm-hmm. I think? Somebody Mm -hmm. should talk and and like learning those different nuances of the industry and through that and relationship building and and making friends that kind of took me under their wing and and guided me to to the light of where my path would be. I created a career out of it. That's awesome. I love hearing these stories because there are almost no two journeys the same. Absolutely. It's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And people ask all the time in in my group, you know, well, what do I have to do to get this? And you've got to forge your path. Right. You know, you get all the information you can, learn everything you can. You go forward, 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 and you will forge your path. It won't be like mine or yours. It may have some similarities. You know, you and I have some similarities and yeah, how we got to where we got, but you got to do it on your own. You yeah. know, it's just one of those things. And you I think fight people, I think people get fixated on a role, yeah. you know, like yeah. they're like, I want to do anime for bang zoom. I want to do a commercial for the super bowl. I want to, you know what I mean? And so if that one thing doesn't happen, then they mm-hmm. throw in the towel or they don't know what to do or they get frustrated. But right. In this ever-evolving industry, not just the voiceover industry, but media as a whole, things are constantly changing. Studios that are closing down and and new ones are opening, new creatives are, especially with the pandemic, are creating their own thing after they Mm -hmm. got laid off. There are new opportunities that are being forged. So what you think of as the star thing right now, this little indie project that you did two years ago could blow up. And now you're mm-hmm. on a panel somewhere talking. So I right, think just right. finding 
where you're happy and what you enjoy doing is is like like find a genre that you enjoy right. doing and right. just putting into that I, I feel like that's a much better much much better much, something more attainable it is it is and i think people see the glamorous side of voiceover but they right. don't see that's not always where you're going to make a lot of money and 80 you know, percent of I, this I, is an office job it is yeah. it is and then i look at if i if i sat down and look at the whole entirety of last year how many things did i do that were through an agent or on a commercial or on TV or radio or whatever, it's not a ton. Mm -hmm. It's mainly those corporate narrations, those e-learnings, those uh, those things you do for individuals. You know, some guy's got a, a YouTube channel. He wants to make a parody and he wants to use your voice for 30 seconds for a parody. You right. know, it, it's crazy the amount of things you can do. So like you said, you can't go in and pigeonhole yourself as I want to work for this company and do right. this and that and that. And that's all I want to do in voiceover. Nah. Not I think internal work. stuff's hilarious though. Cause when people come to you and they're like, Oh, you do voiceover. Where can I hear you? Um, well, are you a manager at this region of McDonald's? And did you teach people how to put out this whole coffee promotion? Cause if so, right. I did the e-learning module for that, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. If you're not coming to the strawberry festival in Portland, Tennessee, you may have never heard me on anything. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. It, and, and then when we do get that other stuff, uh, you know, sadly, that's the stuff we have to use for promotion and, and trying to get our foot in the door other places because yeah. it's what everybody knows. Mm -hmm. You know, if you did a, a DoorDash spot or you right. did a spot for whoever, that's, you know, they're always asking, uh, like you said, where have I heard you? Where have I heard you? It gets old. Yeah. Now, you, you're talking about genres, and I know you uh, have your hands in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite to do? That's tricky. That's mm. really tricky because there isn't one that I dislike doing. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, I like, I love them all for different reasons, but I mean, my wallet likes commercial the best, obviously. But, um, but as far as like what I really enjoy when I get into the booth, animation and video games are, are of course, because they allow me to explore characters and, yes. and they kind of yep. like, I, I get to create things that, that my children will play with and that my children will right. watch. And right. as being a, a child of the 90s and, and having grown up with so many influential voices that kind of crafted the media that I now call nostalgia, mm -hmm. the, the ability to be that for another generation is amazing. But also, right. I really like e-learning because yeah. as a forever student, when somebody shoots me an e-learning script, I'm learning something new as, as, well, as well as teaching it. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, or um, I like doing virtual tours because I really like interior design. So whenever mm -hmm. I'm doing the virtual tour for like a house or something like that, then I'm, I'm talking about these beautiful marble cabinets and I mean, uh, countertops and these mahogany cabinets. And I'm getting mm -hmm. to kind mm -hmm. of almost watch HGTV while I'm yeah. working. Like, yeah. it, so each, yeah. each part of voiceover really has a different place in my heart that I can't really say I love one more than the other. Right, right. Well, really, that's good to be excited about all of it. I'm yeah. pretty much the same way. I don't think anything comes in. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, right, right. <laughs> I got to read this. Now, oh, maybe, yeah. a, maybe a client that's a little difficult. Oh, I got to work well, with yeah, this guy today. But, yeah. you, you know, no, I'm just kidding. I love all my clients. It, it, <laughs> it happens. It happens. I, um, 
um, I have a client that does out, he has an outdoor streaming channel and he'll disappear for months at a time because he's out filming and he takes his kids out and they do trapping and hunting and fishing and stingray bow fishing and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always love when he starts back up because it's, you know, to me, it's exciting. And I enjoy doing that because I'm trying to envision it. I'm not seeing his videos, but by the way, he, he writes his own scripts. And by the time I'm reading through them, you're envisioning his kids doing this stuff. And, right. you know, you can get excited about it. And he's about to land the big one, you know, and it's a lot of fun. See, that's and how I think I, f- I get more pumped up on those. Yeah, I agree. Because that's how I feel about documentary work. Because a lot of documentaries, they'll send you the script and then you'll voice over the script. But then they've got to go and they've got to send drones out to, like, go do the shots over, like, over mm-hmm. wherever that um, that area is. Um, I, I can't really say the name of the client right now, but like where that area of the world is. And then they got to go do the interviews with the locals and stuff right. like that. And so, right. yeah, no, and they'll take months. And so I'll be like, yeah, I did this job. Like, I don't know, six months ago, is it ever going to air? But like, they've <laughs> right. got to do this whole production. Pre- so I won't hear from them for like three or four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All the genres are fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just exciting just to be able to do what we do. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. 100%. So we talked about a little about direct marketing and mm-hmm. we had touched earlier about agents. Um, what's your mix? Uh, if, if you look at it as your overall marketing agents, online casting and all what you're doing, because I, th- I think we're seeing a big trend right now in direct marketing. Yeah. 80% of my clients come from direct marketing. Awesome. I love awesome. direct marketing. Awesome. Love to hear that. Um, and, and I hope that's encouraging to people because we're, we're talking about that a lot in our group. Uh, and it comes up even a lot on the podcast that, you know, everybody's looking for, well, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? And, well, I mean, uh, I, I do have success on pay to play sites. I do. But when you're going and auditioning on a pay to play site or even for an agency, you could have 100, 200, a thousand people that you're mm-hmm. voicing against. You're voicing against me. You're voicing against Troy. You're voicing against Tara Strong. You're voicing against J. Michael Collins. You're voicing against all of these elites in the industry. Right. When you are direct marketing to a client, they might have gotten a couple of voiceover emails. They might not have. But right. if they bring right. you in and they think they have a need for you, now they're just going through and they're saying, okay, well, here's the type of um, production that we're going to create. Um, we think maybe these three or four or five people might be a good fit for it. And then they send mm-hmm. it out to those. And mm-hmm. so you're built mm-hmm. or they'll come to you directly. They'll be like, no, right. you're, you're, you have the voice that we're looking for. Here's the job. Mm-hmm. Now that job mm-hmm. might not come in like four or five or 10 years, uh, 10, sorry, 10 years, 10 months from now. But when it does come in, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Right. It does make a huge difference. It does. Huge difference. 100%. Yeah. Direct, direct marketing, direct business. It's, it's what you're after. Repeat clients. I mean, that's, right. that's the bottom line. You won't repeat, repeat clients. Right. Um, Let's touch a little on social media. Tell me what part it plays in your business and and what do you do as far as social media? So social media is something that I struggle with. Um, It's Mm -hmm. more mostly a time thing. And for a long time, it was because I was sporadic. Um, I would, I would, I would start my work day and I didn't have a lot of structure. So I'd be like, Oh, uh, I need to work on my CRM. And then I'd have a half built out CRM. And then I'd be like, I need to work on my website. And then I'd have a half built out website. And so, and then I would toggle with social media for maybe a couple weeks and be like, okay, I'm starting to get a groove. And then I would get busy or I'd have stuff with my kids or, or whatever. So, um, 
it's it's something that I'm I'm struggling to work on, which is actually why I created a podcast. So that way my name could have a little bit more backdoor links and, and my website could have more backdoor links coming through it. And mm-hmm. um and also so I could stay in touch with the industry. Because right. we right. we don't have time to read every single article or listen to every single podcast that everybody in the, in the industry is putting out. So right. getting to talk to other people in the industry, what we're doing now is mm-hmm. is a good way to stay in touch. Hey, I'm I'm not alone doing all this, you know. I'm right. Not, I'm not right. sitting in this padded room just right. talking to myself, hoping something sticks. Like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great point. Uh, yeah. Social social media for me is the same way. It's hot and cold. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I try to, I guess, kind of say LinkedIn is for business. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't post a lot of miscellaneous there. Right. I try to get something in there at least once a week that has to do with how to run a business, how to think for your business, you know, or a little marketing tip or something, and then try to reach out to you know tag creatives that are not voiceovers, you know, whether it's media people or production houses. But then I look at uh, the voiceover people on TikTok and most of them are giving voiceover advice. And I did some of that for a while, had quite a few people watching, but then I thought, why am I doing that? I'm I'm killing too much time. They can get it from the group. They can get it from the podcast. Right. Um, Yeah. So social media is tricky. I think you got to have a presence, but I like your thought pattern about the podcast because a you're gaining credibility on your right. podcast as a voice actor who knows his business. Mm-hmm. If you know your business well enough, you've got a podcast, you're sharing that with others. And I think that's a plus because a client could go look at that and right. say, huh, he's got a podcast. He must know what he's doing. So, now, not to knock social media though. Like I said, it is something I'm actively trying to get better at. It's just not my my wheelhouse so i really don't have the authority mm-hmm. to be able to speak mm-hmm. on hey this works versus this works with my yeah. with my glorious yeah. 400 followers <laughs> I, I totally understand i was so thrilled when i hit a thousand on tiktok but when i scroll through them about 800, 800 of them are these half naked women dancing want me to follow them back <laughs> so right it now, didn't pan out now know. what i do use social media as is a search engine Yes, social media, like especially Instagram, because say mm-hmm. you're say you're going to you're wanting to create uh, do do explainer video voiceover. So if you type in explainer video hashtag explainer video, go to the most recent post. Not only are you seeing a part of their work that you can comment on and try to build a relationship from, but mm-hmm. also you know they were recently online. So, right, you know, they right. were online like, uh, oh, they posted this like two hours ago. They were online two, two hours ago. Hey, I love this thing that you did. Um, I love this explainer video that you made about sand and and how sand is the next superfood. Um, I, I was curious if you guys keep a roster of talent for whenever you guys are creating this. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a really, really easy way to connect with people. Now, yeah. I want to start building mine so that way when I do make the, that connection, if they go to my Instagram profile and try to look up a little bit more about me, they have a better idea of who they're going to work with. You know what I mean? Because right. most of my stuff was right. posted right. like months ago. And so I need to get right. better at that part of it. But it's, yeah, it, that it's part's a hard. great search tool. And it'll bring up a lot of companies to market to that you wouldn't find from a Google search. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Um, the, the the podcast thing, uh, 
what was your your main inspiration to say, I want to start this podcast, I want to bring these people on? And you kind of mentioned the association with the industry. Yeah. Um, were there other other reasons or other things that pushed you into it early? So the association with the industry was more, uh, so how it started was when the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the conferences were online. You couldn't go into a room and actually talk to people. Right. And so what I did while I was doing my voiceover work, I just started sending out Zoom invites, whether it was somebody who I had somebody notable who I knew growing up like D Bradley Baker to, um, to people that I just saw posting in these Facebook groups all the time, people that were hosting conferences, Mm -hmm. people that were prolific in a, um, in a certain aspect of the industry. I just started sending out zoom invites to kind of pick their brains. And so I sent one to Everett Oliver and he was like, um, I was like, hey, uh, I wanted to see if you had time to sit and get coffee. And like, I could talk to you a little bit. And he goes, well, here's my business consultation form. It's $150 an hour. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not this is not that I just wanted to I just wanted to get to know you. I wanted to like talk to you. Like, I mean, yes, what you have is valuable. I'm not mm-hmm. there right now. But I, I would like to, to just pick your brain. He's like, yeah. call me. And I said, OK. And so I called him and then we, we talked and then eventually I got him on. But so he was talking to me and um, I was talking about the pod, the uh, interview where, uh, excuse me, the zoom invites I was sending out. And he was like, yeah. well, why don't you turn it into a podcast? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not asking people the same 10 questions over and over again. You're not, you're not like drilling into people. You're, you're gaining a lot of information. So why not take that information, get more of it mm-hmm. using your platform, mm-hmm. but right. share it. And I right. said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And yeah. so I, so coming from a coffee background, I created the voiceover coffee shop where yeah. I sit and we have coffee and, and I talk about who you are. I know you are super well known for this role that you booked 10 years ago, but what are you excited about today? How are mm-hmm. you marketing today? Who are you? What, what? what makes you tick? Like what, what, what training are you doing now? Like I want to, I want to mm-hmm. know, I genuinely want to know these things. And yeah. so it just kind of developed and blew up into that. And it's been an amazing experience. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. What a great uh, concept and way to look at it. And what a, a, a cool person to have planted the seed yeah. you know, for you to make a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's really, really neat. Um, we we kind of touched on a lot of stuff related to to VO and all that. So let's uh, let's kind of turn the tables. Um, let's talk about you know personal life, your family, what kind of things you like to do when you're not in the booth, and and uh, what all's going on just day to day. Oh man, I always have a million things going on in no particular direction. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got two beautiful, beautiful, amazing kids, Aiden and Lindley. And actually, they've been getting in the booth a little bit lately. And they mm-hmm. they want to see what I do. And then all of a sudden, my clients have been asking, hey, do you have kid voices? And I was like, yes, I do. And so they've started getting in the booth. And we've been having fun with that. Um, I have a big culinary background. And Mm -hmm. so I really, really enjoy cooking. I can honestly say I enjoy cooking more than I enjoy eating because it's, it's a creative aspect and I like using fresh ingredients and and learning how to craft it into something and, and, and the basics of cooking and how to make Mm -hmm. rustic breads and how to make pastas and, and, um, and that sort of thing. Um, 
I really like hiking. I haven't been hiking in a while. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, a little under the weather. Um, I really enjoy hiking and I really enjoy going outdoors. I haven't really done a lot of that lately. I, I need to find a good hiking trail. Um, mm-hmm. When when I move, I'm going to be moving in about a month. Um, yeah, uh, I play a lot of video games. I watch a lot of shows. Um, nothing, nothing too too amazing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. go, I don't yeah. go do something specific on the weekends. I mean, I, I like right. Marvel movies when they come out, and I like to go oh, see yeah. them, and I like spending time with my kids. And a lot of my life is in the booth, which I need to kind of work on my work-life balance a little bit yeah i think we all do we're all um you know i think we have this responsibility that we've got to be quick and fast and responsive and all that or we're not going to get the work and you know what it's kind of how it is i mean we do uh i've I've, my wife several times during the week will say are you looking at your phone again well i have to you know it's part of my my business my partner calls my uh my email my email account my mistress yeah Uh that's right that's That's right (laughs) yes it can be very distracting and uh yeah i try sometimes just to take the phone back in the bedroom stick it in the drawer and leave it for a while you know just to say it's i don't have it it's not in my hand everything's good and i know she appreciates that but we do we try one of the things we've done this year that i couldn't do last year i was scared to do Mm -hmm. is we'll carve out uh one morning and one afternoon during the week where i'll take two hours and we'll go you know well even if we're just outside here or we'll go somewhere to have a nice late breakfast you know yep yep yeah (laughs) we're bad about the waffle house we'll do that or we'll go uh, up into, we live right on the edge of Kentucky. So we'll drive maybe up there close to where she's from and go up there and eat or go visit. But I try to do that at least, you know, a couple hours twice a week, just to say that, Hey, I can walk away from it. And you know, the thing is, the more we do it, the more that we realize we can do it. And Mm -hmm. it's just hard to do. Um, but that's being in a thing that you love to do. And that makes a difference. Uh, I know when I used to come home from my other job, I would, get as far away from my phone as I could. <laughs> right. I didn't want to deal with it, but, uh, yeah, it's nice. And, and when it's yours, it's your business and you're responsible and you're, you know, your owner, operator, CEO, president, secretary, consultant, you're doing it all. And it's a tough job. And it does get difficult because a lot of things come when you're the first to respond, not necessarily the first to like, I mean, the first of audition. Yes. But when a client emails me, I like to at least respond something to let them know I received their email. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, if they right. send it, say, Hey, can you do, um, Hey, we got this thing for you. I like to at least be like, Hey, um, because if it's like eight o'clock at night, um, absolutely. Um, I'll get to this first thing in the morning. I like them to like right. at least address that they sent the, something to me. Right. And, but right. when you have a couple of those come in, then all of a sudden you're spending the next 45 minutes on your phone going, oh, wait, I have this script. Hold on. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I've been waiting for this script. Okay. Okay. And then you're trying to read, how am I going to voice this? And, blah, and then you just start fixating yeah. on it. <laughs> right. Right. It's what we do. It's what it we do. It is. Well, Andrew, I've enjoyed this. It's it's always good to talk to somebody that does what I do and hear how they're they're surviving and the yeah. things they're going through every day. This has been great. I want everybody to be able to find a your podcast, b your website, and anywhere else that you are on social media. So let us know how to find you. 
Well, all of my socials are Drew Morrison VO. My website is andrewdmorrison.com, and that is because andrewmorrison.com was taken by some real estate guy. Uh, <laughs> and thevoiceovercoffeeshop.com, or wherever fine podcasts are distributed. That's it. That's it. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, folks, go out and visit, uh, uh, not just his site, but pick up the podcast. If you haven't been listening, maybe um, you know some of you are new to the VO world that are in this group and listen to this podcast, but you'll hear some amazing interviews and get to know people in a little different way than you probably think they are. And, and I think that's the great part. And it's not monetized at all. It's only strictly meant to be a resource. So if you are getting something out of it, please let me know. If there is something you are are not getting out of it, also let me know. So that way I can try to find a, a guest that can maybe help both of us out and, and, and get a little more information on, on that side of the industry. Awesome. Awesome. Look forward to more from you and, and uh, probably looking forward to seeing you maybe in August. You uh, will see, see me here? in August. You are going out to One Voice. I always It's my plan. I, I think I'm going to be one of those people that buys the ticket and figures the rest out later. Right. If you need help, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> will do. Thanks, Andrew. No worries, buddy. Thank you. This podcast was produced under the authority of the podcast police, who may or may not have investigated the host and guests prior to broadcasting. Any unlawful statements will be investigated further and persecuted to the fullest extent of the podcast law. Well, whistle me Dixie. This has been The VO Life with Troy Holden. If you'd like to consult with Troy one-on-one, visit his website and schedule time at troyholdenvoices.com. Join the VO Live Facebook page and interact with other new voice talent. Join the VO workouts or the midweek meetup on the VO Live page events. And be sure and leave a review on Apple and let us know what you'd like us to cover on the podcast. You can also get all of the episodes on Troy's YouTube page. Just search for Troy Holden Voices. That boy is everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Next thing you know, he'll have a streaming TV show. God forbid. And I will.